Hey guys, Paul with the Complete Personal Training Podcast and Multiple Performance Coaching, uh, second episode in the multi-application of tools. In the first episode, we talked about the kind of tiers of results that you get from each exercise or modality. So your first tier, second tier, third tier, and I use the example of the chin-up, and I talked about cardio training. And uh, yeah, I talked all about cardio training. So in this one, we're gonna talk about strength training. And basically the main tools that we use for strength training. So when we think strength training, a lot of people just go lifting heavy weights or building muscle. And that's not all it does. That's a very limited viewpoint of what these tools use. So again, the purpose of this is to make you realize the breadth and the depth of the results that you can gain with each of the tools that we use as personal trainers and to be able to apply this thought process to your programming so you can get your first order, second order, and third order consequences of each tool in place to give your clients a better result. So looking at the cardio training that you do, is it the ideal kind of uh, outcome strategy for the client who has outcomes that may be very different from another client? So if you're training a bodybuilder, for example, cardio as a tool to basically maintain some standardization of energy expenditure. We have a secondary benefit of cardiovascular health and third benefit of possibly increasing recovery. You're probably going to be looking at low intensity steady state cardio rather than high intensity interval training versus a time poor person who you know has multiple demands in a time limited training time. Their goal may be to lose just lose body fat and you know they've got some triglyceride issues for example so high intensity interval training may be the best prescription for them it's all about looking at your tool and recognizing a better way to do it with it and then realizing that there's downsides to every method as well so strength training we as i said in the beginning we think about you know building muscle getting strong there's a number of different things that strength training can be used for so hypertrophy it's pretty good um in fact it's the best way to get it so Using the barbell, the dumbbell, cables, and machines are fantastic tools for achieving muscular hypertrophy. They can also be used really well for building strength because they're a great way to demonstrate and express strength at the same time as well. But there's some other things that we can use them for. The first one is sports performance. So strength training for sports performance, we're not looking at replicating the movements on the field or on the pitch or in the pool or whatever it is in the gym. That's not the best way to do it. It's uh, been shown to actually damage the motor programs that people have. And what we're looking at doing is actually building a bigger and more resilient engine in the gym so then they can apply those skills into their, that, that new physique, sorry, those new capabilities into their sports performance. So when we're looking at training an athlete in sports performance, we're looking at, all right, cool, what qualities does that athlete need? Do they need explosive speed? Do they need you know, power? Do they need speed endurance? Do they need hypertrophy, do they need a bit more power, whatever it is, and how can we best use strength training to develop that tool. Nervous system stimulation is another one as well. So what I mean by that is actually stimulating someone to a high level performance or something else. Doing light workouts with a moderately heavy weight, can, which sounds like volume, can be a fantastic way to actually stimulate someone before a sporting performance. Charlie Francis, author of Speed Trap and trainer of Ben Johnson, let's not talk about the steroid controversy he was one of the greatest uh track coaches of all time he would use weights as a form of nervous system stimulation i highly recommend you look at the book speed trap and any of charlie francis's writings if you want to you know learn about that the things that we can really use strength training for that a lot of people don't think about health 
and joint capacity. So let's explore that a little bit. So with health, um, health is a multifaceted ideal. So there's lots of components that make up health. Um, when we're training someone whose goal is to get healthy and feel better, we're probably not looking to push them into bodybuilding type volume. And we're not looking at pushing them into powerlifting type volume as well, or sports performance. What we're looking at doing is creating an overall systemic program for them that they can do that addresses every single muscle in the body. When you train every muscle, you improve insulin sensitivity in those muscles. Uh, that leads to them feeling better. And no one feels worse after getting stronger. Uh, so when you're looking at training a client who's purely looking at feeling better and getting healthier, you, know, you might be looking at doing like say full body training or circuit type training so you can get a second tier outcome of some cardiovascular stimulus rather than putting every single client you have onto 531 or a west side method or whatever it is because it's the fastest way to improve strength or improve hypertrophy you need to look at what's the goal of that person and from there how can we use strength training in the way to develop that in the most efficacious way possible when you look at training like that, you'll find that you need a greater variety of training programs to actually address that with your clientele. And the final thing we'll talk about is joint capacity. So joint capacity is kind of like a, um, it's a little bit ambiguous as a term. Um, so, you know, it's not something that's like exclusively defined as of yet, but a lot of people want their joints to feel better from weight training. So they want to have a little bit more strength and stability. They just want to feel better. They want actually that, the aches and pains to go away. So how can we use strength training to do that? We take the joints through a pain-free range of motion and we build up that range of motion over time using strength training. We might use isometrics in certain positions. We might also take the body and use weight to put the body in positions that might be a little bit scary looking for that client as a way for that client to build not only joint capacity but psychological resilience to that. So I wanted to give you an example. The Jefferson Curl is basically a curled back deadlift where you hold a weight, you lock out your knees, you round down from your neck, and you roll down individually vertebrae by vertebrae. It looks really scary the first time someone does it, particularly someone with a history of back injuries, disc in particular, if they've been told that flexion is going to damage their spine. It's not true, flexion is part of every movement, flexion is part of every deadlift, there's a ton of research and evidence on this, flexion isn't inherently bad. What the Jefferson Curl does is it actually builds up the capacity of each vertebrae to go through that full flexion moment using a light weight and then allows the client to overcome the fear of doing that movement. So by using movements like Jefferson Curls or uh, windmills and these other like odd position type lifts, we actually build people's confidence in their joints and in their ability of their body to handle stress, basically building both psychological and physiological resilience at the same time. So we may need to use that as a greater part of the program for someone who's looking to generally feel better. So with strength training application, there's a ton of different applications for it. And this is the one where most personal trainers are very, very aware of it. What we all tend to do is train clients based on the things that we like doing or we the thing that we're studying the most so like say at the moment i'm in the bodybuilding training phase i've been applying hypertrophy training programs to all my clients it may not be the best way to do things for that individual's goals i need to consider the totality of their goals and how strength training will be a tool to get there rather than thinking the clients come to me for strength training i'm a personal trainer let's do that it's a more challenging way to program but a lot more empowering for yourself and your clients when you get it right
Stay tuned for the last episode in this series, guys, where we talk about mixed modality implements and how to apply them.